And this is Hawk Podcast number 11. And actually, while we're thinking about 11, there's a lot of like 11, famous 11s. The most famous 11. See, Stranger Things. I know there's a, hey, hold on. I know there's a lot of Stranger Things fans out there. We can edit this if we need to. But I'm not one of them. We are here with podcast number 11, Hawk Podcast 11, uh, and we are talking about the halfway point of the data center industry. It is the middle of 2019, and so uh, I'm really excited about this because we're going to cover some of the different trends that are taking place today in the first half of the year, some of the things that we've seen uh, and that we're seeing right now. Uh, And then we're also going to go market by market. I have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven markets on on podcast number eleven, bro. Check that out. Uh, that we're going to go through and and give a a brief overview on each one and just highlight some of the things that are happening uh, because you know the, you'll see some similarities within uh, these different areas where data center growth and and um, the absorption is happening, but you'll also see some key differences that highlight some of the trends that we'll talk about. So again, halfway point in the year, um, we just hit the baseball all-star break. So that's quite exciting, but that's always kind of midpoint, kind of the dog days of summer a little bit. Um, so it's, there's a lot of halves going on. I'm, 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 <laughs> this is kind of sad, but I'm almost 40. That's not sad. But what's sad is that I have kind of considered this a halfway point of my life, I guess. So that means I got about 40 more years, I guess. Um, so anyway, we are talking about uh, trends that are taking place right now in the data center market. And so so the first thing I wanted to, to point out is, you know, for sure in the second quarter of uh, 2019, we definitely saw more market demand and, and absorption take place than uh, than it happened in, in the first quarter. So that traditionally, or at least what we've seen over the last couple of years, is the, f- the first and fourth quarters from a data center absorption standpoint uh, traditionally are a little softer than the middle of the year. Uh, and so, uh, so anyway, I think that's an encouraging sign. It kind of sticks to what we've seen over the last three years or so related to absorption. But um, you know, for the most part, I think it's a really encouraging sign for the market. Uh, one of the questions that we get asked a lot is where, where are people, where are companies looking to place, you know, enterprise size data center deployments or large uh, hyperscale data center deployments. Um, and so that, you know, and this is another trend, I mean, Northern Virginia, Northern California, Phoenix, Hillsboro, um, uh, those markets, Chicago and Dallas to an extent, but but those are all being eyed right now by large data center users, uh, and certainly that will continue. Uh, Montreal is another market that you've seen some larger growth in, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, you know, there is a another trend that we've seen for sure in the first. Gosh, strong bro, uh, for sure in the first uh, six months of the year has been you know, the, the larger hyperscale data center users operating a dual strategy related to how they're buying and owning their uh, actual land for to, to build data center facilities on 
and operate, and then leasing large amounts of infrastructure from data center operators. And this is a fascinating study when you look at how that's changed over the last five years. Um, and if you listen back on our previous podcasts or our previous discussions with industry leaders, you definitely can see uh, how that has changed and why that has changed the way it has. But that's that's still happening today. I mean, it's very clear that uh, there is value that, that that the larger data center users place value in utilizing the uh, supply chain of the data center operator, their ability to uh, deliver on time, their the flexibility they provide from an overall portfolio standpoint. So those are really interesting. Uh, trends and it's one that we're you know seeing the hyperscale uh, companies displaying that dual strategy is something we're s certainly seeing um, today. Another uh, interesting trend that's taken place has been the extremely aggressive pricing that uh, different markets have seen related to different sized opportunities. So, as you can imagine, as as these opportunities for data center operators get bigger, uh, the pricing traditionally gets more aggressive. And we're we're seeing that um, both in retail and wholesale the wholesale colocation market. Uh, and I will say, just for any you know, if you're in the investor world and you're listening to that uh, comment, I think what you need to remember is, uh, you know, this is a different product today that's being built than was being built you know two to three years ago. So uh, it it is not just the competition that's driving the pricing down. The the pricing is uh, of something that is different than it was two to three years ago. But it's certainly in certain markets, uh, it's very aggressive today. Uh, and then the last trend that we're seeing, and we've seen this for a while now, is the data center operators are, are maturing their services to try and meet the needs of users. Uh, and uh, I certainly wouldn't describe it as you know trying to be all things to all people. But I think what uh, users are expecting, you know, enterprise users. Uh, smaller companies that have different requirements today and could down the road, they're expecting more out of the data center operator. So those companies have really worked hard to to deliver services that make a difference uh, today. And so you can see that specifically related to things like connectivity, um, both from like a fiber network standpoint, but also from an ecosystem side of things. We've seen a number of, of companies really work to build, you know, cloud exchanges throughout their uh, portfolio of data centers in the U.S. and globally, uh, and that I just bring that up because I think that's an example of companies that are really working to to make sure that they've got services that are actively helping users in the market today. So, uh, again, those are some of the trends that we're seeing right now. I think that's a very good, uh, solid view of what's happening here in the U.S. and in North America, uh, and. You know, it's been a very interesting first couple quarters of the year. Um, I, you know, said this at the end of the first quarter. I thought the second quarter would be stronger. Um, and I do think we'll see continued growth into the the rest of the year, uh, an increase in growth. Uh, you know, we, we don't I don't believe that 2019 will be as strong as 2018, but um, it will be, you know, not too far behind. Uh, so anyway, those are the things that are taking place, the trends that are taking place in the data center industry at the halfway point of the year. And so what I want to do now is just go market by market, 11 markets that I picked to um, to walk through and talk about, uh, you know, one phrase with each market 
and uh, and then I'll explain why I believe that uh, that is happening uh, today. And by the way, if you follow our uh, content, you follow what we're doing, just so you know, at the end of the third quarter of 2019, we'll be adding an additional uh, five markets to our insight uh, tool, which is, you know, what we use from a from a uh, quarter by quarter uh, market sizing perspective and really trend standpoint. So uh, we'll open up the European arm to our tool, which will include London, Frankfurt, Amsterdam, Paris, and Dublin. So if you are uh, looking to understand more about markets in Europe, uh, you know, that's really where a lot of growth is taking place right now. Uh, but that is coming at the end of 3Q 2019. So stay tuned to that, Rhett, and all people listening. Hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm actually not kidding. She does listen to this. Um, so, uh, okay, we're starting with Atlanta. And my, uh, you know, thought around Atlanta is it's poised for growth. And, you know, the, the co-location, co-location supply currently uh, in Atlanta is going through a maturity process. And, you know, Atlanta traditionally, actually, we did a, we did a podcast on Atlanta with uh, Flexential's Tim Langan, I don't know, maybe three months ago or so in this very location. Um, you can check it out in the show notes. I've been told to say that <laughs> by Rhett and Amber to make sure that uh, if you would like more info on Atlanta, you can you can get that. But but basically, you know, Atlanta traditionally has been a retail market from a size perspective, transactional sizes from you know a couple cabinets to three five hundred kW. Um, but you know that's probably been more of a mindset with the supply that's been there, and that's no offense to the you know providers that have been there. There's just been some. Um, you know, I don't think there's been the amount of providers there really to drive that competition, and and that's changing in uh, in Atlanta. So you know, right now, um, you know, Switch is under construction with a very big facility there. This will be their really southeast um, location and focus uh, point for the foreseeable future. Uh, T5, who's been in that market for a long time, they just bought additional land uh, there. Uh, Stack is in that. Um, market flexential just added capacity a qts is there and has been there for a long time so if i didn't mention uh, provider we, we recognize you're there too um but i think this is a really good example of just watch this market over the next you know year or so and we'll see if the deal sizes get bigger i i think they will we at dazzler hawk think they will um okay chicago uh tax relief has arrived so the big news out of chicago over the last I don't know, probably two or three months has been this legislation that was signed into law, uh, I, th- I think over the last 30 days. And, you know, I, I say this a lot, the, the easiest way to change the way that uh, data center opportunities can come to a market is to change the taxes. You know, it takes a lot of work, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of time for power costs to change. Uh, it takes time to, you know, uh, build additional facilities in a market to bring a competitive environment where users can really leverage uh, their opportunity and get the best deal. It takes a lot of time to do that. Uh, but you can change taxes, uh, you know, with the stroke of a pen. And that's what the, the lawmakers in Illinois did. So it benefits the state. Chicago is obviously the largest data center market within that state. And, you know, in order to get 
big companies to look that way, uh, it's, you know, something that I think will be successful. You know, so basically at a high level, it's $250 million investment, uh, you know, 20 jobs over a five-year period to qualify. But once you get to that point, uh, there's some pretty, um, you know, sizable incentives that a company can get for uh, making that investment in, in Chicago and in the greater Illinois area. So watch out for that. In fact, I was talking to several people in that market who were saying, you know, even right after that uh, legislation passed that they were already having conversations about, you know, different opportunities based on uh, that new uh, tax relief. So, um, you know, Chicago, that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out over the next several years. Uh, now we're moving on to Dallas and you know, my my takeaway for Dallas is that it was a strong absorption quarter. Uh, you know, Dallas kind of ebbs and flows with how much absorption takes place here related to mostly enterprise demand. There have been some cloud uh, demand. There has been cloud demand that's been here, but it's been on the smaller side of things. But this was a stronger absorption period for Dallas, which is a good thing. You know, Dallas is a very competitive co-location market. There are, you know, uh, just a very qualified data center operators here with with great facilities and so we've got uh, there's a there's a pretty sizable amount of capacity on the market right now but um, you know it was a stronger absorption period which is which is good news for Dallas you know we estimate that there's been about 15 meg- megawatts of absorption that's taken place uh, in the first uh, half of 2019 for Dallas. I think the main question the Dallas market needs to answer is can large demand really come here on a consistent basis? Uh, you know, there is some, obviously Facebook has a massive campus in uh, Fort Worth in the Alliance area. Google just broke ground in Midlothian, which is to the south part of the city of Dallas. It's not in South Dallas, but it's on the southern, uh, you know, kind of border of the market. Um, and so, uh, you know, just seeing what type of bigger demand would actually enter the multi-tenant Dallas data center market will be the key for the rest of 2019. So watch for that. Uh, but a very strong absorption, uh, a lot of strong absorption for Dallas. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, you know, I would say strategic location drives opportunities. Uh, you know, obviously LA is not the most um, inexpensive market to be in from a power perspective. It's not the most inexpensive from a real estate standpoint, but it is highly strategic. And, and given the amount of companies that uh, are on the West Coast, uh, given the, the connectivity that's there, uh, th- there's some, you know, uh, it, it is definitely a strategic location. And so it drives both small and large opportunities. I think the, the most interesting thing to me over the last probably two years there, and I think over the next two to three years are the larger uh, requirements that are analyzing that market as a, as a potential home. Um, and so I think it just, it, it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, th- this is not a market that will be doing, uh, the type of activity that somewhere like Northern Virginia is, uh, is completing today. But, um, from a strategic standpoint, if you have to be there, uh, companies will figure out a way to, to pay the money to be there and, and figure out where to go. Um, so again, LA, strategic location, connectivity, connectivity is a big part of that market. So then I would go from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast to, to New York, and I would say the same thing. <laughs> strategic location drives opportunities, part two, um, because you see a lot of very different markets, but very similar in 
some of their um you know, high level reasons companies want to be there. I mean, New York, the financial market uh, obviously is is strong there. When you think about Manhattan, uh, and so there's you know traditionally retail type opportunities that you know uh, 50 kW, 100 to 500 kW requirements that will actually go in like downtown Manhattan as you get bigger. Uh, you know, those have traditionally either gone to the outskirts of New York or into the northern New Jersey market where there's a power cost difference and, um, you know, there's some more options from a larger perspective. Uh, and the, the, there have been purpose-built opportunities in, in the northern New Jersey market that caters to that, which I'll talk about in a minute. But, you know, New York is really interesting from, you know, the an edge side of things. Uh, and I think we, we certainly think that given some of the technology that is being developed today, related to different things we've had on our podcast before one that comes to mind you can see it in the show notes is with uh cyrus one's jonathan Schildkraut. we had a really good discussion on ai and uh and autonomous driving and how that will impact the data center market and that's you know uh, an, an area that as growth continues um you know new york would be an area that would benefit from that given the high density of population um, so, you know, again, New York, the strategic location really there is driving, driving opportunities, uh, Northern New Jersey. So here, my, my slogan is, is enterprise demand pickup, uh, which happened in, in 2Q. So if you know anything about Northern New Jersey, I mean, this was a market that grew significantly from 2010 to 2011, kind of in that range. That's off the top of my head, but I think I'm, I'm close to being right. Uh, and if you if you want more info about that, you can get on our Hawk Insight tool because that's uh, I know that's where we've got that information. But that that market really grew as companies were coming out of the mindset that that we needed to own and operate our own data center facilities. So they began to trust data center operators with those locations and really um, and, and this was really enterprise demand that found this market to be attractive. So you've got some really top-notch facilities that were uh, built there back in the, you know, I'd say 2008 to 2012 range. Um, and so there's been somewhat of a lull in demand in that market over the last several years. But, you know, this last quarter and since the beginning of the year, there's been some uh, companies that have, have have been really interested in that market and actually have taken down capacity there. So, uh, you know, I think that's one that's a market that's interesting to watch uh it serves the financial sector really well but um again that's the enterprise demand pickup northern new jersey first half of the year uh northern california supply is on its way uh and so in my opinion there's a lot to like about the northern california data center market right now um and i think that 2019 will continue to uh, be a solid time period for that data center area. I mean, one reason specifically is because the real estate market's so tight, not just in the data center standpoint, but just a general real estate market. So obviously what that creates is a harder scenario for new supply to come online. Uh, I certainly don't want to uh, suggest that there are not data center operators that are in the process of doing that, but you've got you know, that market, you've got environmental challenges you have to meet. You have permitting challenges you have to meet. 
um, heck, just building something and parking the people that are working on the site is a challenge. And if you're a data center operator that's developed capacity in Northern California, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but what I like about this area right now, number one is, you know, there's not a lot of speculative supply on the market. And so what is out there is, uh, you know, consistently being absorbed. Uh, this is by larger demand, larger companies that traditionally are in that market. You are not going to run a, you know, s search across the U.S., um, you know, one out of 25 is going to be co compared. One out of 25 searchable searches will you know, end up where Northern California is the winner. And that is because it's just a more expensive market. And strategically, companies that are there have to be there for reasons. So they'll pay the amount that they're going to pay because they want to be there. Um, but I like the, gr the groups that are there, the way they're building. You've seen more vertical builds over the last, uh, you know, several years there. So now we're seeing actually three, four-story data center facilities, uh, you know, creates a smaller footprint uh, from a square footage perspective, but they figured out a way to increase the densities. So, um, you know, there's big, big growth happening here on a continual basis. So watch for that, um, you know, throughout the rest of the year. Um, okay, so I want to go west to east again. And now I want to talk about Northern Virginia, where the big are getting bigger. Uh, and, you know, this is the most, well, this is the largest data center market in the U.S., really in the world. Uh, it is the most competitive, both for small and large opportunities. Uh, you know, the first quarter was relatively quiet. So, you know, 2018 in Northern Virginia, we had just a massive growth year. I mean, it, it, it was just, you know, massive. There were a number of pre-leases that took place that were bigger than we'd ever seen in the industry. So just, you know, really exciting. And so you, you saw a lot of investment in this market. Uh, data center operators that weren't there were scrambling to get there. And, uh, and so we had a quiet first quarter, which again, like I said, is, is pretty consistent with the way growth takes place in our, uh, in our industry. Um, but the second quarter was a lot stronger, not just from bigger deals that take place, uh, but also from, you know, enterprise demand in that market. So certainly encouraged with the growth that took place in Northern Virginia in the second quarter. Uh, you know, the absorption that takes place there is anywhere from a third to half of the typically the U.S. Uh, absorption number. And I think we'll see that play out uh, in the second quarter as well. But, um, you know, definitely a respectable quarter for that market from both the supply and absorption perspective. And, and it is just fascinating to watch the growth that's taking place in Northern Virginia. Um, Phoenix, the Southwest U.S. cloud. That is what is... Uh, taking place right now. So it's, it's no secret in uh, this quarter, there were a number of large companies that announced that they had, you know, bought land in the, uh, in the northern or in the Phoenix area. Uh, you know, Microsoft continued to grow in Goodyear, which is on the west side of the Phoenix market. And, and Google uh, took down a pretty large parcel in um, on the, the east side of the market in Mesa. And so you have a lot of growth taking place in both of those places uh, from a data center development standpoint. There's a number of operators that are in each one poised for growth, ready to go. But this is it's very clear that these companies have found this market, uh, the, the larger hyperscale companies have found this market to be a really good, solid home for, 
you know, their cloud nodes in the Southwest. So, uh, you know, watch for that growth to take place. And typically what will happen is, you know, these companies will, it goes back to that trend that we talked about at the, the beginning of the podcast where, you know, the companies are actually, you know, leasing uh, infrastructure from data center operators, as well as building, owning, and operating it themselves. Um, and so we're definitely seeing that uh, in Phoenix, and there's large supply targeting these markets. Uh, so I think you will see Phoenix become, you will see Phoenix grow significantly over the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, and there's a lot of maturity taking place in that market from a a supply standpoint. Uh, and so some of the providers that have been there for a while, you know, in my opinion, will that have, that have been very successful, uh, I think will continue to. And then, you know, some of those that haven't been uh, that, that are there for the first time, uh, it's going to be a really competitive, um, you know, I think 12 to 18 months. So watch out for that. Again, Southwest U.S. Cloud is in Phoenix. Uh, watch for that to continue. Um, move up up the uh, west coast to portland or the hillsborough area which i'm calling the up-and-coming market of 2019 so i bet literally for the last three years you know we've heard about the interest in portland or hillsborough and how this market is attractive and why it's attractive but there hasn't been a lot of activity there and that is changing uh, you know, not just from people or companies that are looking in that market, but also from, you know, data center operator development that's taking place there. Uh, we, there's been a number of companies that have had sites and we're now starting to see companies build there. So I think that's very interesting uh, and very uh, think exciting. You know, there's some subsea cables that go into that market. So, so it's more than just a reasonable power cost, you know, decent tax incentives. There's some connectivity advantages uh, from a international perspective that that area promotes that others don't. So, uh, you know, I just think that's a really exciting market uh, and will be, you know, for the long, long haul. It kind of reminds me of, um, it, well, and that's, and that's deals that are both, you know, regional to that area, but also, you know, companies that are looking West coast that are trying to find a, a inexpensive, uh, you know, reasonable place to locate their infrastructure. Um, and there's some other markets that are like that, that, you know, we've seen over the last several years when the supply gets there, uh, you, you see data center users much more uh, willing to take deployments uh, to that market. So watch out for Portland, Hillsboro in 2019. Okay, so that's 10 markets, the 11th market. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eleven. <laughs> Counted that twice now. Uh, is uh, the eleventh market is Montreal? So we just talked about kind of the Southwest U.S. cloud being in Portland, and so I want to highlight that you know where Canada cloud growth is taking place is Montreal, and uh, this is the market for Canada's big cloud demand. At least it's been for the past twelve to twenty-four months, and there's a number of really interesting things taking place. Um, in Montreal right now. Um, and, you know, I'd say one of them that we saw at the end of 2018 was the acquisition activity that took place. ColoD acquired, uh, or um, Cologix acquired ColoD and really began to focus and, and is focusing more heavily on 
large cloud options that can uh, attract some of these larger requirements. Vantage, who is a, a data center operator out of Silicon Valley, acquired a company called Four Degrees and uh, and is continuing to expand at their campus there in Montreal. Um, and so, you know, I we think that there'll be continued M&A activity in you know, the rest of 2019 in that market. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's another operator or two that get acquired there. Um, and then also, too, you know, there's just been a number of users in that market that have taken some pretty large footprints. And I guess when we think about how they grow, they traditionally grow within the market that they're already located in. So they go, they'll, they'll go to different markets and, and plant the flag for the first time in those areas. But, you know, one of the growth... I think in certain scenarios, it's easier for those companies to just expand where they are than to go find a new, uh, a new market to go to. So again, in Montreal, uh, you know, it's really where Canada's cloud is growing. Uh, and there's, there's still significant, uh, activity taking place in Toronto, but there's a, there's a pretty large power cost difference between the two markets. Um, and, and so that's, you know, there's, there's certainly been, um, you know, growth, the larger growth going to the uh, more inexpensive market um, over the last, you know, several years. So uh, look for that to continue. But but a really exciting halfway point for U.S. and I'd say North American data center market growth. Again, Atlanta poised for growth. Chicago, the tax relief story was really big. Dallas had a, had a decent absorption quarter. Both L.A. and New York Really, it's the strategic location that's driving opportunities to those markets. Uh, we've seen enterprise demand pick up in northern New Jersey. Supply is coming to northern California, which is a good thing because the demand is definitely there. Uh, northern Virginia, you know, the, the biggest market's getting bigger. Um, had a strong second quarter. Phoenix is really growing into the U.S. area in the southwest where cloud is, is taking place. Um, Portland and Hillsborough is really an up and coming market that will, we think, have a really strong rest of the 2019 period. Um, you know, Montreal is where Canada's cloud is growing. Um, and so that's that. Those are some of the really exciting things we've seen uh, in the first half of the year. Um, you know, I think, I think we all are pretty excited about, you know, the rest of the year to see how 2019 plays out. There's a number of of you know things in in uh, the U.S. and North America that's taking place. There's some really exciting things taking place in Europe, um, and and Asia Pac as well um, from a growth standpoint. And, and we think that you know the rest of 2019, 2020 in those areas will be um, you know really strong. So um, watch for that as well. Again, this is podcast 11. So um, you know if you are interested in our other podcasts. Um, which is mainly me chatting about my ideas in the space, um, as well as being 40 years old and, you know, um, stuff like that. Um, you know, check it out. We're, you know, and I'm, and we can put up information about different podcasts that we have, but sometimes we focus on a market. So we just did one on Seattle. Uh, I think that was podcast number nine. Podcast number 10 was on carrier hotels. So, in fact, I was talking to, um, some folks in New York today that operate one of the carrier hotels there. And, and um, you know, we were just talking through how those 
those versions of real or those um, asset classes in real estate are just becoming more and more valuable as companies are valuing connectivity and ecosystems of different networks and peering uh, points uh, from an internet uh, traffic perspective. So um, anyway, if you're interested in carrier hotels, we just did a podcast on that, which um, was, was, you know, interesting. And then we have our Hawk talks, which are, are sit downs with industry executives. And we have, you know, some really fascinating ones we've done in the last uh, several, um, you know, several months and, and uh, have some really exciting ones coming up. So, um, Hey, thanks for listening wherever you are. If this was of interest to you, if you found value in it, would you comment? We'd love, we'd love your feedback. We'd love ways to know how we can better, uh, make this content valuable to, uh, to, you know, the people that are listening, you know, I'm certainly encouraged by all the feedback that we get from people that are, are plugged in and, and, um, and then if it, and if you think it benefits someone, share it, uh, share it on LinkedIn, share it on, uh, Twitter podcast where, or, um, Instagram, wherever you found this, uh, piece of content that would be helpful to us. So from all of us at data center Hawk to all of you, thanks for watching and we'll catch you on the next one.